Welcome to the Shulamite Podcast, an extension of Shulamite Ministries and Shulamite.com, with weekly interviews and teaching with author and speaker Martha Kilpatrick and hosted by John Enslow. This weekly podcast is a way to stay connected to the ministry. So come experience anointed messages, not giving just another method, but a living impartation. Wish everybody listening in could see the fall day that we're sitting in the midst of, the leaves turning and the sunshine. It's just been a gorgeous fall day. And we have guests here today with us. And one time we had a guest for our podcast and we'd just sit around the living room and do this. And, and he said, I thought y'all were in a sound booth. And that you had a sound booth in your office, and that you were, and I said, well, no, <laughs> it's just us here, sitting in chairs around the room, and that's beautiful and perfect. So, this little block is here. Okay. So we have a nice crowd today for the podcast. We have guests Linda and Keith Mazingale from Virginia visiting us, and that's been such a joy. Mr. John and his tons of equipment, and Jennifer, leaving her uh, editing John's new manuscript, doing a beautiful job, and Dave, her father, and our neighbor. And let's see, who are you, Joan? <laughs> Joni? Joni's my, there's no name for, for a Joni, because of who she is and how she serves the Lord. And Miss Jacqueline is here with us, so we hope that everybody will speak up, but they probably won't. Okay. I think some pieces came together for me today, and this is going to be kind of a testimony. I was thinking about my long illness, which I'm tired of talking about, and maybe you're tired of hearing about, but I'm learning today what I learned and didn't know that I learned. I learned that so many weeks passed by and so many months passed by. I just said, Lord, I've got to know something of your purpose for this. It just seems to be such a waste, a waste of time and, and energy, and and I don't have the energy to do anything. And I, But if I could just lay hold of your purpose, because I remembered that Viktor Frankl was in Auschwitz and Bucharest, both. And after the war, he was a, a medical student, as a Jew, and he was arrested and put in the concentration camps. And he, he wanted to learn. He became a psychologist and psychiatrist, but he said, I, while I was there, I wanted to learn why suddenly people would die, and we would see it on their face. They were ready. They wanted to die, and they would die. And he said, I knew there was something that made people able to live, able to endure and make it through. And he studied it and studied it, and he came to understand that people who believed there was a purpose to their suffering survived and found the purpose. He was one of them. In his prison, he visualized himself speaking to an audience of many, many people and teaching them what he learned. And that happened. That's, that's the purpose God put in his heart. So I just said, Lord, uh, I wasn't thinking of Viktor Frankl, I'm only thinking of him now, but I've, I've used that book many times and given it to people because it's an enormous principle that you have to have a purpose or you have to believe there is one. You don't even have to know what the purpose is. You simply have to believe there is one. 
and on that alone you can endure. We also heard Brene Brown, who speaks a lot on YouTube, and she studied people who had survived terrible catastrophes, horrible life events, deaths, and, and so on. And she interviewed them extensively, these people that seemed to survive. And she found that there was one dynamic true to all of them, that they wanted to live. And because they wanted to live, they were wholehearted people. And she spoke about how some people give their whole heart into whatever they're living, and they don't withhold anything. And she found that those people survived and prospered. And I remember seeing an interview of Holocaust victims who survived. And they asked this woman, why did you survive? How could you possibly survive such a thing? And how could you go home and, and begin families and live and have a home and all of that? And how, how could you do that? How could you make that transition? And they said, because we wanted to live. We wanted to live. We loved life, and we wanted to keep living. So it really, really matters, because in my illness, it was not terribly dangerous, but it really kind of was. Would you, when you say, one of my doctors said to me, Martha, you could have died. And I knew, knew that, but what I, the reason I knew that was because I was so tempted to give up. I'd felt badly for so long, and there was no break, no, no opening of any healing yet. And I had to fight that constant bombardment, I'm sure from the enemy, just give up. And I knew if I did, that I would die. And it was a battle I had to fight alone, it wasn't. Uh, I had lots of prayer, but I had to fight that fight. I want to live alone. And But I begged him for some time to just give me something, okay? Just something. And what he gave me was waiting on God. I want you to wait for me. And in waiting, um, I've got this booklet from our office, Waiting on God. I started to show everybody. <laughs> but there's only you here. <laughs> Waiting on God by Andrew Murray is an incredible, enormously incredible book. He takes all the scriptures on waiting for God and, and teaches on them. My soul waits only upon God, for he, from him comes my salvation. So, waiting for your salvation to appear, that's a, that's a part of the waiting. And then Psalm 25, he says... Thou art the God of my salvation. In thee do I wait all the day. So, waiting all the day for God. Many, many wonderful, rich things. And, and I drank that little book. And I waited. And that, that was my only agenda, was to wait. Everything else pretty much had to be done for me. And eventually, there was a great, great deal of healing. And I think... I've been months much better, and, and everybody encourages me that I, I look like I'm healthier and better. So, oh, but only now, I've waited so long, but I waited for something that I didn't know I was waiting for. And it came to me, Linda and I had a conversation, and it all began, the pieces all began to come together. Several weeks ago, the Lord said to me, You've, you overcame five things in your illness. Believing, receiving, 
trust, loving, and belonging. And what that meant was I had to fight to continue to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. I had to, uh, but I did it all by waiting. And what he showed me was that when I looked, I didn't know those subjects until it was all over. I didn't know what, it, what was happening in me, through me. I didn't know anything of that. But those five things were the overcoming issues, and I didn't even have the names of them when I was waiting. My, <laughs> is that clear? They just appeared ten days ago. So, what I saw was that when you don't have, when you don't know where you're going or where it's going to end, or how you're going to get there, you wait. But it seems like that is a world of nothingness. It seems like there's nothing happening. It's called a wilderness in the Bible, and there's a whole lot in there about it. And I knew that I was in a wilderness. And I, in that wilderness, the only assignment I had was just to wait. But what the Lord showed me was that I, I didn't overcome those five things. Because as the verse says, he will perform in you what he wants of you. And it, one of the scriptures that I read very often is he, is he is doing work within you. And it's to do wonderful things. Waiting seems like you're doing nothing. But what, what was happening, what was really happening was that, okay, we've just found the verse, Linda found it for me, and it's Philippians 2.13 in the Amplified. Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Ooh, that gave me chills. That is exactly what happened. He was effectually at work, and I was there, strung out, nothing, doing nothing, being nothing, knowing nothing, but he was effectually at work within me all the time. The crazy thing is the, the following scripture, 14, says, do all things without grumbling or fault-finding or complaining against God, which, wow. is, which is the temptation. Wow. In a situation where you're waiting, you're being continually tempted to complain, to uh, fault find against God, and to uh, grumble against Him, and it says, and questioning and doubting among yourselves. That, that was the temptation. When we were going through it, and we were getting you uh, better, it, it was an investment. We were investing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in your life, and in His life in you. And um, the, the temptation was, was always... Are you going to grumble? Are you going to complain? Are you going to find fault? Are you going to blame God? Because it was it was endless. It, it, it felt was endless, endless because it didn't see nothing helped. Nothing helped. And the the uh, natural doctors they would say, "What is what's going on? I'm so weak, I can't move." Uh -huh. So they would try this and that. Always, I wasn't sick, but I was so weak right. that I couldn't exist. Right. Never did I ever dream God was mightily at work within me. Mm -hmm. And see, my big, big, I want to be an overcomer so bad in Revelation. And it, he taught me what it is to be an overcomer. You let God do it. Right. That's all. He's the overcomer. He's the overcomer mm -hmm. inside my body. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know he was at work. There was no evidence. He was very kind and, and oh, I guess, gave me the enormous help through all of you. 
And if anybody would complain, it would have been y'all. But, uh, and I know this, I've known this. Do you have something, Jeff? Okay. There were these five things he overcame. Re- believing. I had to believe what he was, what was in his word. I had to believe it. And when we started proclaiming, I had to proclaim what wasn't true. I'm well. I'm healthy. And now I wake up every morning and I say the same thing and it's evident. But it was evident. It was true of me then. I just didn't believe. But I had to make myself say it and believe it. And it really did turn my health to proclaim it. But when I proclaimed it, then I believed it. So it's proclaim, receive, believe, belong. I had to, I had to keep saying, I belong to you. I'm yours. I'm your lamb. I'm your dumb sheep. I'm, I belong to you. I do not belong to the enemy. I do not belong to anybody but you, Lord. And somehow that was crucial, the belonging. That's one of my strongest messages about belonging. So I had to believe I belong. Then I had to purpose all, every day, I will love you through this. I will, I will love you in this place. And I love you, and I'm purposing to love you. So it was, what was the fifth one? trust, just blind trust. I'm trusting, I don't know what you're doing. I'm sure this has something in it somewhere, but I have to trust you. I'm trusting it. That's different from believing. It's not knowing. It's blind. It's just there. Well, he was working in me to do those things, those five things. And when it was over, he said, this is what you overcame. But I didn't. That's what's so wonderful. He was doing that. He just simply told me what all I did was let him. That's all. I let him do it and struggled to believe and chose and and rebuked the enemy. But really, it was, it was between God and me. The enemy was simply, if he was there at all, he was simply a pawn in God's sovereign hand. So he was not a figure I was terribly concerned with, except for the fact that I was tempted to give up. That was the only place that was difficult, because I, I, I was tempted at times to just say, oh, take me home. We hope you've enjoyed the Shulamite podcast. For all the latest from Shulamite Ministries, please visit us at shulamite.com where you'll find Martha's daily devotions, posts from getalongwithgod.com, and the online library of all of Martha's writings. At shulamite.com, downloading the free Shulamite app is easy, and livingchristianbooks.com is only a click away. Thank you for joining us on this journey to discover a God worth knowing.